Another minute of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. Uh, I'm your co-host, Rob, and joined as always by my good friends, Joe and Duff. We're going to be your Monday buddies today. It's going to be fine. Um, Duff, Duff, are you can still, we do that? You, are you there? <laughs> Did Duff pass out? Now? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like someone's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> it is Monday uh, after all. It's also yes. the Monday before Christmas, so I'm checked out. <laughs> Have, did, he's he's got too much nog in him. Mm. Uh, in in this minute of Titanic, guys, uh, Brock, we're minute eleven. This is minute eleven. Brock sees the heart of the ocean on the uh, on Rose on the uh, sketch of her. That was real short. Uh, uh, and we start with uh, Brock here. He's on the phone with Dave. We will be uh, talking about actors talking on the phone for 52 seconds of our five <laughs> minutes this week. In case you're wondering how exciting this is going to be. It's going to be about 20% people talking on the phone. So that's great. I also want to say that I think we need to have a little bit of a disclaimer this week in that... We are going to be talking about artistic representations of the female body. And of various ethnic groups in Rose's uh, home. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Uh, we'll debate that tomorrow on whether or not yes. it's problematic. Okay. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So, Brock's Let's talk about the, the guy talking on the phone. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, I will say this. I will say this. In defense of the phone talking, it is much better than if this movie were made now... Uh, and they were, and we just saw like texts coming up and down. That would have been way what? worse. What? How many movies? I barely really ever worse. do that. A lot of movies do that. I don't know if it's a lot. I'm, name one other than Sherlock. I can you think of a time in the last ten years you've seen someone on the phone in a Hollywood movie? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that uh, took no. place in present day. This is like your white wine before <laughs> World War One thing. <laughs> yep, no one talks on the phone in movies anymore. Um, Just I'm, think about it. Uh, <laughs> wasn't there a whole movie like a year or two ago with uh, Tom Hardy where he's on the phone in his car the whole time? Lock. <laughs> what? What about... Uh, yeah, was that what it was called? It's called Lock. Yeah. Yeah, there's one. Yeah, wasn't but he's there... also in his car so they cancel out <laughs> wasn't it in the last 10 years that there was that uh colin farrell is in a phone booth or something yeah that was a, a joel schumacher movie yeah phone, phone booth came out in 2002 though Boom. really it was that yeah. long ago <laughs> it's the All last right. phone movie All right. uh that All movie right, go got... down in the annals is the last movie with a telephone so <laughs> this minute is largely about brock trying to to soothe donors i would assume investors into his project so yes. in the end, this is really is about money. I don't know and if the listeners know, but the three of us have a little experience working the phones for cash. <laughs> That's yeah. True. That's yes. True. <laughs> and I'm just going to go. I, I, I don't want, maybe everyone should set their drink down. 
You're not going to be surprised which of the three of us was the worst at it. Oh, that would be the guy who does the most talking on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me. I, I wish we had recordings of some of your phone calls. I just D- remember. Duff, tell them what we did because you got us that job. Um, so we all went to the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison. And one summer we all worked uh, for the uh, the foundation. And the foundation, one of their primary uh, goals is raising money, and one way they do that is by having current college students sit in a all in a row, and you get a headset, and you just call alumni all evening. I got the job through someone, and then um, I actually rescued Rob from working at a cell phone stand in the mall, <laughs> as yeah, I remember. <laughs> and God, I, I I almost wish I never had gotten you out of that because I'd still I just. Be there. You'd still be there. And I'm just trying to imagine all I remember, the thing I remember the most about you calling and being on the phone with people is that all of a sudden your sense of reality of how much things cost just disappeared. <laughs> and you would throw out these insane Did you numbers. Say books cost like $5,000 or something like that one time. I remember I him think- one. Something about like a year's tuition was like a hundred thousand dollars or yeah. something. Our what was our our big ask? Like you start really high. Two fifty, like right? Five hundred or two fifty, something like yeah. that. Yeah, it depended which group you were calling, and <laughs> and he instead of asking for two two hundred and fifty, I think he accidentally asked for two hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and about like fifteen of the callers around him just burst out laughing. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. if there's anyone out here who needs someone to work the phones for them, uh, Rob, are you willing to do this at night from your home? Make some no. cold calls? No. <laughs> Come on. No. TitanicMinute I, I, at gmail.com if you have any uh, job opportunities. <laughs> uh, can, can, we go, can we go back to the minute of the movie real quick? No. I, I think that's about enough for today. There's, there's uh, really... Hold on. I have a I have, uh, couple or two. One quick thing. That's very oh. interesting. I have a Shall thing go that's going to le- turn into a long conversation, and I'm very excited about it. Right, well, okay. Hold on. You first, Can Duff. We... Uh, Duff and I are in charge today, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Duff, go on. So uh, I thought it would we'd make it later into the movie before talking about this, but I do think it's appropriate because of this anecdote. I think it's fairly common knowledge that the drawing of young rose that's what i was going to bring up was actually done by james cameron so Mm -hmm. creepy (laughs) oh it gets creepier no so um so kate winslet did not pose nude for james cameron she did (laughs) however let him take several photos of her in a bikini posing and So then <laughs> James Cameron took those photos and just imagined the naughty bits. And my question, you know he has those photos, right? They're in a safe somewhere. Also, do you, <sighs> yeah, I don't probably. I, all right. Do you think he do you think he had to update the sketch after filming a scene that happens later like do you think he made some assumptions that might have been right or wrong and had to be like oh no i gotta redo my sketch like he gave her three breasts like total recall or something (laughs) yes yep that's exactly what i was thinking he is a noted perfectionist yeah but all the all the sketches in this movie um are um drawn by him 
we see sketches later but on. This one is gross. Um, I mean, I okay, I will. I think it's classy. <laughs> I will the drawing say itself nice... is fine, but just coming from him, knowing his, I don't know. Oh, you mean yeah. from a guy who was uh, married five times and <laughs> is like speaking 40 of years which, older than her. Great segue. Later in this minute, we see his uh, an actress who ends up being his wife pretty soon in real life. But she wasn't when the movie started. <laughs> no. Okay, oh. which, if you guys had, had a daughter, would you be more afraid of her starring in a James Cameron movie or a Peter Bogdanovich movie? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, Peter Bogdanovich. Yeah. <laughs> I am also going with Peter Bogdanovich. At least if James Cameron knows she'll be rich by the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about that. So I was wondering, uh, I knew that for anyone who doesn't know, James Cameron's fourth wife was uh, Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. They were married uh, at the start of Titanic, but not at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you might say their marriage had a bit of a disaster during this film. It hit an iceberg named whatever whatever that actress's name <laughs> is. Susie adultery. Amos. Susie it hit Amos. an iceberg named Adultery. Yeah. Um, but Linda Hamilton got, I believe, $50 million out of that, so... Oh, Not a bad. Doubt. I mean, how badly do you want to be married to James Cameron? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the money. Yeah, he's never going to be on now, guys. I think we can kiss that dream goodbye. <laughs> I okay. I have one question. Be backing up a little bit. Uh, when when Brock's on the phone with Dave, and he's sort of saying, "Don't worry about it," which to to be fair seems like a a fine thing to say. Like we looked in one thing. There's a, it's a whole ship, and he suggests they can look in like the floor debris, the mother's room, the purser safe on sea deck. You know, he he suggests a lot of areas of the ship to look. But then uh, Bobby Buell, who is a a big character this week in our minutes, uh, mentions Jimmy Hoffa's briefcase. Yeah, does that he's, make any like I know Jimmy Hoffa? A, he's went making missing. a joke because we would never find that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, just to be clear, I, I'm often very silly on, and dumb on things. Jimmy Hoffa went missing, but his briefcase isn't part of the story at all, right? Like, there wasn't, a, there wasn't like, a briefcase that he had or anything that was, like, that's not really part of the mystery. The mystery is Jimmy Hoffa went missing well, that's, and has never been found. They, they stuffed his body in a briefcase, and that's what people have been trying to find because they know that's where his body is. Oh, I didn't know it was in a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Samsonite, I was way off. You, Joe, you laid you you laid that trap like an expert. Just I I knew where you were going with it, and I just I just sat back. Forever covered well with the Samsonite joke. I was way off. Uh, oh gosh! All right. <laughs> I want to come why actually originally in the movie they wanted Danny DeVito to play Jimmy Hoffa so it'd be more believable. <laughs> Someone pint-sized. <laughs> Mary Lou Retton was originally cast as Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. Okay. Man. Um thank you for okay. not disappointing and taking the bait on that. Before before I'm going to say I'm going to comment this movie because I think we need to do this from time to time. Um, I really like the reveal of young Rose in the sketch with the little water thing, and you kind of see her face, and 
Like that's sort of like your first uh, visage of Kate Winslet, I guess, in this movie. It's uh, it's a really neat thing to do. It's it's a cool reveal, and I I have an actual serious question. So is that are they just spraying more water on it, or is it some chemical or something? Like how? It's a really good question because if it was water, it would just like you'd be like, man, this water just keeps right. coming I, back. I mean, it seems like if there, well, it seems like if there was something that was wet, and then you just spray more water on, it'll just break apart. I think I think what they're doing is they're they're spraying the dirt that stuck on it off, so like it will like dilute. Right, but I'm saying like, what's that? What's the chemical or what? Are, is it just water? I think it might just be water. Um, any any archivists or museum employees, please. Or if if uh, J- James, if you want to come on and let us know, <laughs> we we know you're mad online and want and you want to explain to us in great detail how that is done. Uh. <laughs> I also want to point out that we do see we we mentioned we do see Susie Amos that uh, he play she plays uh, uh, the granddaughter Lizzie, and in this minute she says that's okay I'll feed you in a minute and my question is is she talking to Rose or the dog? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she's talking to the dog because well we see the dog like jump up and lean on a chair or something. Well, we also see uh, we also see Rose get up pretty soon too. <laughs> Rose's <laughs> Rose is only allowed to eat if she makes her food dish every day. So that's that's what she's doing there. At that, uh, I'm sorry, anyway. Rose. You haven't made enough pots for us to sell online. <laughs> You'll have to share dinner with the dog. <laughs> uh, and we also, one more thing I want to point out. My, my last thing I have on this minute. We hear on the TV that Brock is most famous for finding Spanish gold. So he is indeed a treasure hunter. And that's what he's famous for. Brock Lovett found uh spanish gold in the caribbean i'm sure he found it the same way that all those uh people just magically found art during world war ii (laughs) (laughs) jeez Uh, we may we may have to edit that out (laughs) (laughs) either of you have anything else on this on minute 11 of this movie well it's monday oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Yes, Google Group Monday. Um, Duff, can you can you let me know what you found going right, hold on. in the archives? Hold on, gotta fire up the Wayback Machine. Okay. <laughs> All right, there there we go. So special holiday edition. Uh, this is from Stuart, posted Christmas Eve, 1999. Oh, it's a lonely day for him. <laughs> is it Stuart Smalley? <laughs> Uh, there were a lot of people posting on or around Christmas on the Titanic uh, alt group or alt.movies group. So, Stuart, this is a short one. Stuart says, anyone know how they celebrated Christmas that year down in Mexico? I assume he means the cast and crew of Titanic, not Mexico in general. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Welch 7208 responds, with a very matter-of-fact answer, they took a break from filming and some went home. Cameron worked, though. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Merry Christmas, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> Hope everything's going wherever, well 20 years later. <laughs> wherever you are. Um, I also want to let her uh, remind our listeners that uh, we have a incredibly an incredible curated newsletter that you can sign up for. It's called Sinking Feeling. We actually have nothing to do with it. Um, our archiver for Titanic Minute Caroline 
uh, sends this out every week. It's called Sinking Feeling. You can sign up for it at titanicminute.com. Uh, Duff, do you want to let us let our listeners know where else they can follow us? No, but I'll do it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are at Twitter or Facebook with handles uh, Titanic Minute or uh, uh, email us at titanicminute at gmail.com. If you go to if you go to titanicminute.com, you can sign up for the newsletter and learn all sorts of fun facts. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, there's nothing else. We will be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 12 of Titanic Minute. Yeah.